guys. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I have with me a very special guest today. She is someone that I wanted to bring on because she was the very first employee that I hired, uh, not a key property group, but this was before actually key property group even existed. Uh, and I was on my own as a property manager. And, and she essentially, without her knowing, taught me a lot of things about business and about what I needed to look for and about what was important when, when hiring, when surrounding yourself with the right teammates. Um, and so I wanted to bring her on so that she can tell me a little bit about, tell us a little bit about her experience with me and how she's been able to parlay that into what she's doing now, which is working at a hugely successful company. And I'm not sure if you're able to mention the name, but uh, if not, you don't have to. But it's a hugely successful global company dealing with very important contracts and very important clients. And, and she's been able to make a very impressive dent in the short time that she's been there. So. I attribute that a lot to her personality. And so I wanted her to come on and share with us some of her experiences, who she is. So if you want to start, by the way, her name is Vanessa Lopez, <laughs> and she happens to be my cousin. But, um, but Vanessa, if you would just share with us who you are and kind of give us an idea, an, a little history about when you worked with me and, and, and where you, what you're doing now in your current job. Sure. I actually haven't thought about the day that I kind of gave myself my own interview with you. Uh, it's so funny thinking back when I went to you and I was so excited and I had this PowerPoint and I just really told you like where the flaws were and um, where you needed to expand and how it was like worth an investment because it was just like naturally we're risk averse. So I was telling you it's like worth it. Like you just need to take the risk, just take the jump, invest. I know that it's going to like hurt the wallet in the beginning, but everything's going to fall into place. And you were like, okay, uh, you're hired. <laughs> and I literally started the next day. Yeah. It was even before we moved to the bigger space. Right, right. right? We were in, uh, smaller than a bedroom, really. Yeah. It was just big enough for me. And so we had to, we had to kind of alternate when we were going to be in there. I could <laughs> say, I, I have appointments between two and four. Come between yes. two and four so you can do some work. <laughs> and then I'm coming back and you have to leave. Yeah. We shared the office. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think... I'm grateful for you because you also gave me an opportunity to work while I was in college and kind of just gave me that experience that I never thought I would have gotten because I wasn't going to school for property management. Um, and I did have experience with property management prior to working with you, just like as a receptionist. So right. I took like that knowledge that I gained there and I just like ran with it when I worked for you. Um, but see, that's a really good point and, and kind of it's kind of going to be the premise of our conversation, hopefully, is that you didn't come from a background in real estate. You had some property management experience at the front desk of another property management company, but, but when you came to work with me, you, you took on responsibilities that you would think would be more appropriate for somebody who did have real estate experience, whether it was real estate background, um, familiarity with real estate law, how to interact with real estate clients or whatnot. And so, and so I, you know, fundamentally, I think that that was one of the reasons why you fit in so well and you opened my eyes up to, to, to the importance of personality and people's characteristics and people's ambition because at the end of the day, it made me realize that real estate, property management, law, accounting, whatever it may be, 
if you try hard enough, you can teach those things to, to anyone really. And in, in, in theory, you can teach that to anybody, but, but for you to be able to teach somebody to be ambitious or for you to be able to teach somebody to be, to care so closely about their job, even if it's not their company and, 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 and to, and to fundamentally care about the output of their, of their work. That's something that I, that I would argue is very, very difficult to teach. And it's, and, and you are, case in point of an example of how that personality helped you succeed in, 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 in my role and, in, and, and where you are right now. So, so without, without spending too much time on the property management aspect, because I certainly want you to talk about what you're doing now at your current job and how you've advanced in the last couple of years, do you, do you share that sentiment in, in, in that you think that you do see yourself as separate from I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want it to come off as offensive, but but to, to 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 anyone that that might be that might be listening in another position. But the reality is that do you see yourself bringing more to the table than other people when you when you take a look at who you're working with, and you might say to yourself, these people are smart. These people know what they're doing, but they lack X, and I have X. Or when you take a look back at the two years that you've been with your company, do you do you do you reflect? and recognize what it is that's helped get you to where you are today in a short in a relatively short period of time? Absolutely. Um, I think that it has a lot to do with just like understanding your role, no matter how low it is from like the spectrum of levels and understanding your importance and like what role you play in that particular situation like just understanding like the impact you have whether it's as small as in your team whether it's a little bigger like within your department whether it's bigger for like the line of business you're working for and by the way I can mention where I work I work at Lockheed Martin good I was hoping you could good <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so, an impressive name to drop so it's <laughs> Um, yeah, no, and it's um, it's super. It's been super exciting. Um, never in a million years would I have thought that I would have landed there. Just because I originally went to school to be a patent lawyer, I didn't get to take my LSATs or like apply to law schools. Um, only because when I did my undergrad, I chose economics because. I'm a weirdo who like Googled, oh, what, like, how can you score high on the LSATs? <laughs> and then it was like, if you have an undergrad in economics, you statistically score higher on the LSATs. I'm like, done. <laughs> and I like dove head first. And I was like, didn't even know what I was getting myself into. And I remember my college uh, counselor, I guess you can call her, uh, she advised to take it slow because economics wasn't an easy course to grasp. And I was like, no. Like, I got this. Like, this is what I want. I know what I want. And I didn't know what I want because when I graduated, um, I thought I wanted patent law. And in reality, I loved business. I loved numbers. I loved statistics. I loved all of that. And I just went and got a job after I graduated. So. But without experience in that field. Without any experience in that field. And yet yet you were able to. Learn. I mean, dominate, really. (laughs) I mean, you know. You're being too kind. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the truth is, you know, for, for, like, what what I was getting at is that there there have been people that have been at the company longer than you have in the same roles that you've been in, and yet you've been the one that's been tapped, and you've been the one that's been, that that have had, eyes have been on you, and, and you've had tremendous opportunity where you've been in a short period of time, and and the reality is that there are other people that do your job, but there is an X factor that you bring to that role that, that everyone gravitates to you and they see opportunity and, and potential in you. And, and, so, and so, yeah, much like, you, much like you brought that personality and, 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 and strength to property management and pretty much took control of, of, of your role 
and not only telling me what I had to do when you were working there, but to the point where you told me that I needed you without me knowing that I needed you. Uh, you've done relative, you've done in some capacity the same thing at Lockheed. And, and without having any background other than your education in that field, you've been able to, to come to take on that role and, and learn everything there is to know about your role, about the company, about, about different departments. And, and like you've said, I mean, you, in, in, in such a massive company where, where employees can easily become numbers, True. You, you've been able to think of, like you said, the, you've been able to recognize the importance of your role, however you know, however small of it may, uh, as it may be in, in in such a large global company. But you've been able to recognize the importance of your role to the point where where you 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 treat the job that you're doing as if it were your own company, as That's if true. as if those were your numbers, as if, as if those were that those were your clients, that was your bottom line, and that's the trait that's. That's really, really hard to come by and really hard to teach, if not impossible. And, and, and that's what my argument was, that you can teach certain things, but there are certain things that you can't teach. And, and I think that you possess those, those traits that are, that are unteachable. Yeah. No, it's definitely a lot like about your willingness to learn. And I feel like it's so easy to go into a large corporation where there's so much structure and become complacent because you got it locked down you got a job you have a salary you got a monday through friday at nine to five and you have your weekends for free you got it made exactly you know you have it made but like you know i always was a big believer that like once you graduate like that doesn't mean that you stop learning um and i want to learn with the corporation like i want to make an impact um whether it's for the corporation or for myself, like I want to just have like purpose and I, you know, I do treat these companies like they were my own because right. I feel like that's when I work the best. Um, and I always think if I were to have my own company, I would want that type of employee. I want right. that employee to act as if we lost $1,000, those were your $1,000. Right. And that it means a lot more than what it seems because a lot of people have that mentality where when you work for a huge corporation, $1,000 doesn't make a dent. Right. But I know $1,000 to me makes a dent. Yeah. <laughs> so I treat it very differently. I see it very differently. And I also feel like um, a lot of the reason behind my ambition has a lot to do with going to college late. I feel like I have a lot of lost time. I'm so hard on myself. I say, you know, you could have been like making what you're making at 22 when you graduated college and you wasted all that time. And it's just like, but you know what? You think back and you're like, well, maybe I wouldn't have been as ambitious if I graduated at 22 right, because right. I'm trying to compensate for that lost time. And I'm like hustling. I'm like right. you have a working determination. hard. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, you'll never know by dwelling on the past. So I'm just like moving forward. I'm happy with my performance. I am so eager to see like all of the future opportunities that I'm going to be able to see at the company um, you know, I've seen so much so far. Like, I joined them and I immediately got enrolled into their early career development program, which is fantastic. They um, give you a foundation of all of their finance departments. So, you kind of understand what different roles there are within the finance industry. And you kind of find your place and you like rotate into these different roles to kind of get a better sense. Because when you're starting your career, you don't know what you're good at, you don't know what you know. Like, Especially in a new industry, new field. So new, exactly. And so that's what that program like really provided someone. And 
I've seen two types of people. I've seen people take those opportunities and run as far as they can. (laughs) And I've seen people just go, right. Okay, cool. Just let me graduate. I'm I'm good where I am. And, you know, you're always going to have those two different personalities. But see, that's a, that's a really, really good example and kind of encompasses everything that we, that, that we've been touching up on. And ironically, it reminded me of something, and this just happened this weekend. I was at a breakfast, and a person that I had just met uh, shared, some, shared a book with me or, or, or told me that he had read a book and that he liked a quote in it. And I'm going to paraphrase it because he actually told me in Spanish, and he was paraphrasing it himself. <laughs> but it was along the lines of, he who, takes, he who takes great pride in his work succeeds greatly in their work. And that might... That might seem very obvious, you know, like, oh, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life mm-hmm. and, and, you know, bring passion to your job and whatnot. But, but to me, there was, a different, there was a different interpretation to that. And that was if you care deeply about the work that you put out and, and, and the end result that, you, that people are expecting of you to deliver, regardless of what it is, like you said, it doesn't matter what role in the company you are. It doesn't matter if you have the most important executive job or you have an entry-level job. If you're performing those jobs with that determination, with that level of care, with that level of commitment, that speaks volumes as to the type of person that you are, and it can very much speak volumes as to the, as to the places that you'll go. I mean, you can make the argument that, you know, somebody who, who, who um, let's say, breaks leaves, mm-hmm. then they do it better than anybody else. I mean, is it because they really want to be considered the best leaf breaker that exists, or is it because they care so deeply about delivering a good job because that's what they're expected to do? If someone hired me to rake leaves, or if someone is expecting me to to break their leaves. Is it, is it, <laughs> Love the example. Yeah, right. I wish I picked a better one. I wish I picked a better one. But, yeah. but if someone is expecting me to do that, I'm. I care very deeply about about. I want to be comfortable in knowing that I delivered the best possible output that I could, regardless of the job that I was hired to do. It's not because I want to be considered the best right. leaf raker, or the best uh, person in an, in in a in a very insignificant or simple role. But I care very deeply about the work that I'm putting out. And for that reason is why I think that people like you and, and, and people that, that have that difference of mentality of, of recognizing that, you know, they have a job to do. And it doesn't matter where in the spectrum they fall. It doesn't matter where in the hierarchy they fall. They've been hired to do a certain job and they're, gonna, they're committed to delivering the best result in the best way that they can because that's what, they're, that's what people are expecting of them. And those are the people that argue in my opinion are the ones that that succeed and it was kind of a different interpretation to that to that quote and i have a feeling that that's what the point of that quote was in that particular book that he was mentioning but it also can go back to um you know the idea of if you if you love what you're doing if you bring passion to your job then 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 you 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 do your job with a different type of um of of commitment than than if you were than if you were unhappy but 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 even then, that, 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 that emphasizes the point. Even if you aren't happy in the role that you're doing, the person that still does it well because that's what they're expected to do is the, are the people that are going to succeed. No, definitely. I am a huge believer in that as well because I think that at the end of the day, all that stays with the roles you've had or the departments you worked for and the people that you worked for is your reputation, right? right. So when you move on to a new role, you know, you're not there to clean up any messes that happen right um so 
your reputation is left with them is what I wanted to really get to. Right. Um, and going back to that, I that was like my model, right? Like how do I ensure that they remember me, right? Because if they don't, then I'm just any other employee that worked for them, for their department. And I want them to remember me. I want them to email me every now and then and go, we miss you. Like, how's everything? Because, you know, you just build this network and it just matters so much. Um, And so I remember so clearly when I first started at Lockheed Martin, I was just a simple collections analyst. And I was like, okay, like, not bad. Like, this is easy like I can totally collect money like you owe us pay up and it was always about the delivery right that was like my huge thing so going back to personality right how do you handle these customers that don't owe you ten dollars they're owing millions of dollars right how do you approach that without stepping on any toes and how do you you know try and handle different cultures because I wasn't working with just um, U.S. government clients or I was working with international militaries and and to kind of understand their culture and how to go about it and just building these genuine relationships. I was like in heaven. Like I loved like learning about them. I still have this one um, client who I work closely with uh, from Singapore always tells me anytime you're going to come to Singapore like let me know I want to be your tour guide and it's like that that's like a genuine relationship right you right. don't just say that to anybody and like we work together for that whole year and a half and then it's just like the I don't even know how to say it imprint right on yeah. someone that you leave right. behind right um and that was like my first role. So I built a lot of relationships uh, with external customers, right? It's easy to build relationships with people you work with, but like to be remembered by those clients, right? it, it was like seriously like humbling. Right, of course, I <laughs> yeah. imagine, yeah. So um, one of the things that I left that department with was I, you know, was always like a little curious cat and always like looking at ways to like make processes more efficient and streamline. And, um, you know, we were, we ended up rolling up to this new organization. And then through that organization, they gave us like an intro of like who we are, what we're about, because they were completely new to us. And through that organization, we found out that they have a robotics team. Um, so that was like my last project that I had with them before I left that department was like streamline a bunch of processes with my entire team. And it was just, um, it was a good way to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really good. That's awesome. And 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 you mentioned uh, not just in, the, in, in, in what you were just saying, but also earlier in the conversation, how you you really made it a point to, to learn certain things, to learn new things, to, 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 to learn things that you may not have initially been comfortable with. And before we started the podcast, you, you mentioned a quote <laughs> that you say is your motto. And I kind of, I totally really want is. you to, to, oh, to, absolutely. No, to share, I'll share it with it. us. I'll definitely share it because um, I really do believe in it. And it's such a cliche. I see it and hear it all the time. But I'm like, man, like I didn't really believe it until I lived it. And like I told you, I got into this early career development program. I graduated and I am so ecstatic and lucky to have gotten accepted into their financial leadership development program and so what they do is they rotate you into new roles every year and they are not easy roles they are very like they're tough (laughs) i mean that is the nicest way to put it um you know it was like steep learning curves it really like showed you who you were because you're like oh man like am i a quitter i'm not a quitter (laughs) i'm gonna work hard this i mean this is tough but you you how you to, persevere. Yeah, yeah, you persevere, you carry on. 
Um, so anyways, the quote that I was going with is that I learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable because when I would finish my role by the eighth month, I was like, this is great. I've built a routine. I know my next, like, I know what my day looks like. I know what I'm doing. I can do this on my own. And then you're on to the next rotation where you're learning something completely different and new. And it's like, oh my goodness. But it really builds character and you become well-rounded. Absolutely. No, and it's and it's incredibly important. It's and it's one of the things that I've I've mentioned on our podcast. It's one of the things that I emphasize at our at our office trainings and when I'm doing the one-on-one coaches with our age coachings with our agents is needing to step out of your comfort zone. It's the importance of you getting comfortable doing the things that scare you. You need to overcome certain fears. You need to uh, take on these challenges and these, uh, these, these hurdles head on so that you can develop the confidence and the self-esteem to be able to take on anything else. Yeah. And, and in between all of that is the process of learning, which I also emphasize the importance of, of always learning. And, and you know, we, I'm, I'm taking from Chris Voss, a Chris Voss podcast now where he says that learning is not only our greatest uh, competitive advantage, but it's the only sustainable competitive mm-hmm. advantage, which means that you can learn the new app, you can learn the new software, but that's only going to take you as far as that software goes before it gets replaced or right. as far as that app goes before that app gets replaced. So if you adopt a mentality around learning, it's the greatest sustainable competitive advantage that we as as people have. And so it's it's incredibly important for, for us to wrap our minds around that and understand the significance of it because at its core, it's the foundation to, to, to everything else. And nothing else really matters if you are not of the openness to accept learning as a, as a necessity and particularly in business, but really in life in general. Um, so I, I, I love the, 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 path that the conversation took because you kind of touched up on on everything that 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 I wanted to touch up on based on your experience from when you were in my in in in, in my uh in my office to where you were at Lockheed and what you feel um has helped you and 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 what you what you consider to be important core values and important traits that have that have gotten you to where you are so so having said that the idea of, of this is to be able to to parlay that into real estate in some in some manner and and kind of tap into to the idea that the real estate aspect, the law, the 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 regulations, the 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 steps that we take in order to get a uh, you know a, a, a house under contract or or from showings to closing table, those are things that are systematic and they follow procedure, they follow checklists, and in a way that's that's teachable. But the emphasis and, 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 and the and the point that I want this episode to make is that it's far, far more important for us to be able to focus on our personality and on our mental state. And, and the relationships and when, you build. And the relationship that you build, the way that you connect with people, the way that you that you take care of those relationships, that right. you nurture those relationships how empathetic you are with people. How... Because that's what you'll be remembered for. Right. And it's right. like easy to always refer an agent that was genuine, was knowledgeable, was patient, was all these qualities right. that you expect from an agent. Right. right? So, and most of the time don't get. 
It's true. Uh, because people are focused on the step-by-step process as opposed to the human component. Right. So, so having said all of that, and with your experience, do you have any advice, any, any thoughts, recommendations for people that might be – certainly we – for the purpose of the podcast, we want to appeal to people that might be considering getting into real estate, but yeah, it doesn't have no, to be limited definitely. to that. It can be people that are tar- starting a new role in any industry, in any field. Um, I, I, like I said, I think that you're living proof of, of how far certain traits and certain characteristics and certain type of mentality can take you. And so any advice, any recommendations for not just people looking to get into real estate, but perhaps maybe people that are recently graduated from certain type of uh, degree or studies that might be starting a new field or switching fields, any recommendation that you that you feel would be useful for them given your experience? Yeah, I mean, probably easier said than done, but just don't become complacent. I think it's the easiest thing that you can do, and it's just like not the best option for anyone. Um, you just have to continue to learn, uh, whether that's through personal time reading, whether that's through educating yourself on the new corporation you're working for, um, whether it's networking and educating yourself with other people, not necessarily books, um, and then to tune it into like an agent who is graduating, you know, just understand the investment that you just made. Uh, Understand that it takes hard work to see results. And if you're not seeing results, then, you know, it's maybe a reflection of the work or lack of work that you're putting in, right? Right. Because it's not, it's not as easy, right? Right. It's, if it was, everyone would be a realtor. Right. Right. Great. Great points. Awesome. Was there anything else that you wanted to share that you maybe were thinking of sharing and didn't get a chance to, or did we touch up on Probably one more thing that I was sure, thinking while absolutely. you were talking. Um, it like we were talking about perseverance and like just carrying on and like fighting forward. And I, you know, it's I'm not perfect. I've gone through moments in my career where, um, you know, I applied to the financial leadership development program uh, two years ago and I got rejected. And I took that really personal, and it was like a moment for me to reflect and understand that it wasn't personal, that it was, um, it was, I had to tweak some things about myself, and I had to take that feedback and make something of it, right? Not take that feedback and take it personal and then do nothing about right. it. I wanted to prove them wrong, and and I did. They And they obviously saw that they accepted me into their leadership program. I was able to take on more experiences and be able to talk about more problems that I encountered and how I, you know, solve them. And, you know, they really wanted to see your ability to solve problems, your ability to engage with your team, um, like all the positive qualities of a potential leader. And, um, and there was a point where I was like, I'm not applying to this leadership program the next year. Like, they can't tell me that I'm not going to be successful. <laughs> they don't right. define who I am. And then I remember talking to one of my mentors at this other program that I got into. Um, uh, sorry, not a program that I got into, but a program that I worked for. It was with uh, our Turkish government. Um, we worked together, and I went to him, and I was like, here's my situation. Like, I'm scared of rejection, and he was the one that was like, you know what? If not now, then when? And I was like, you know what? Say no more. And I applied, and I got in. So awesome. Don't That's be great. afraid of failure. <laughs> I mean, a perfect, perfect example of how every challenge, every hurdle is just another learning point, is just another lesson. It's 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 – it's something that you can always build off of. I mean, as you said, never, never, never 
end with that mistake, never leave that mistake on the table without taking something from that. Or it doesn't have to be a mistake. It can be a challenge. It can be a setback. It can be anything that didn't go your way. You need to, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's awesome that you, that, that you framed it in that way because, because in real estate, in business, in life, there's always going to be setbacks. What, what matters is how you deal with that. And, and you're right. That might sound very cliche, but it's very easily overlooked. And sometimes Absolutely. people fall into the trap of, you know, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And, 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 and the, the, the variable there might be that we're not, we're not taking a step back to reflect on what it is that we're doing Correct. To, to be able to recognize where we need to shift, eye. where we need to tweak. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. No, awesome. I'm totally with you. Thank you awesome. for having me. Thank you so much for coming. And I feel like we talked about so many great things that I have a lot of other things that are in my mind, but we'll say that maybe for another episode. Absolutely. So if you'll come back, we can, uh, we can pick up where we left off and talk a little bit more about Perfect. that. Perfect. I love that. Awesome. Thank well, thanks you. so much for coming. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. If you have any defining moments in your life or important people that have helped get you to where you are today, drop us a line in the comments. We'd love to hear from you.